Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. And I just saw human female vaginas, but it says virgins. <laughs> I, but I saw vaginas. Well, guess what? Clips going at the beginning of this episode. Oh, fuck. What? No. You suck. Hey guys, welcome on back to another episode of the show that you know you love. What the suck? My name is Chris. Mi nombre es Jaime. Oh, Jaime, Jaime, Jaime? No, your name's not George. No, it's Jaime. Jaime's, Jaime's it's James, fool. I thought Jaime was something else. Nope. Well, that just shows how non-Mexican my Mexican ass is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for today's uh, episode, we have a... Stephen King film for you. One of the few Stephen King films that uh, blows. Well, there are quite a few that blow. Yeah, Stephen King films that blow. But uh, this one was not based on any source material, so this was not based on a previous book or story that he written. That's just it, too. That's how they. That's how they fucked this poor guy over because he's a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. His yeah. books are fantastic. Yeah, it's when they show the monsters where things go off the rail, and it's usually the uh, TV miniseries that do it. Yes. Yeah. But I'll shut the fuck up. Please proceed. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. All right. So today's movie is the 1992 American horror film called Sleepwalkers. Uh, It's directed by some fucker, uh, Mick Garris. Written by Mick Garris and Stephen King, uh, starring Brian Krause, Madchen Emick, and Alison Krieg. Uh, Hey, that's the Borg Queen. Alice Krieg is the Borg Queen from Star Trek. I need to make sure I enter crickets at that quiet point because I had no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So okay, the bo- the but I, I will Star take your word for it. Star Trek, the I Borg. I will, I will take that your is word her for queen. It. That is their queen. Okay, produced by Michael Grace, Mark Victor, Dimitri Law, Logothesis, and Nabil Zahid. It was released uh, April 10, nineteen ninety-two. Running time of ninety-one minutes. It had a budget of fifteen million, and it made a box office of thirty point five. So it made its box office back. It doubled its money. Yeah. The although the Rotten Tomato score is at a cool, smooth twenty-five percent. Uh, I mean, about twenty-five out of a hundred uh, seriously delusional motherfuckers out there. Actually, yeah, I actually liked it. So the film revolves around the last two survivors of of a vampiric shape-shifting species that feed on the life force of human female virgins. It was the first time King wrote a screenplay intended for the screen first, rather than adapting one of his already existing novels or stories. Steven, shame on you. Alright, so now that we got that out the way, let's go over the... 
what's it called? The rating system. There you go. Man, <laughs> my shit, my, my brain is just gone today. That's all right. The rating system is reversed for those of you that have been listening. For those who haven't, uh, shame on you and welcome as well. Welcome and shame on you. Our rating system is based on emoji, shit emoji to be exact. Shite. But it's a reverse system as opposed to normally five out of five stars or five out of five whatever means it's good, it's fantastic, it's the best of the best. Ours is reversed. One out of five being our best. These are the ones that you want to keep in your queue that you'll watch over and over. They'll be your new classics, the ones that you'll watch over and over. Uh, They're in the category of so bad that they're good. These are the ones you and your friends will get endless enjoyment out of and will watch them over and over, as I mentioned earlier. Two out of five shits. These are the ones that you will watch only with friends who enjoy watching shitty movies. They're not for everybody. Uh, They're best when you get a group of, of people together who enjoy watching bad movies and making fun of them. Like us. Like us. Three out of five shits. Getting a little slippery here. These are the ones that you'll at least share with your friends. You may not watch them with them, but you may, you will at least say, hey, there's a movie you might like. Check it out. It's pretty shitty. You'll watch it with them, but only if you have nothing else to do or nothing better to do at that time. But be prepared for both of y'all to drink pretty heavily. Yes. I'm going to say, tell them to bring a bottle with them. Yes. The four out of five shits, these are the ones that you'll watch with friends once. And trust me, that will be enough. <laughs> Yeah, these ones are so weird, so strange, so out there that you will probably not want to see them ever again, but you at least want to have someone to share your misery with. Absolutely. Gotta spread the love. And the misery. And the shit. So, finally, the five out of five shits, the worst of the worst, the fika de la matter. Bring these out only on special occasions, like a forced double date, um, meeting your daughter's new boyfriend, or dinner with the in-laws. If you want someone gone from your life... And they just won't leave your house. Just pop this movie on and they will be gone within the first 10 minutes. That's right. Duct tape them to the recliner. Put this motherfucker on. And they will be screaming to leave. Yeah. Um, A real clockwork orange situation going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Once you are done watching these, you will want to remove it from your memory with some sort of a mind-altering substance or some severe blunt force trauma. Yes. That's my favorite. All right. So with that being said, uh, James, anything else you want to pop in on uh on the intro here at the moment no i can't think of nothing chris no, wanna, i'm right. kind of drawing a blank bro all right <laughs> then that's uh that's that's what these movies are they're blank draws so yeah i'm sitting here because we called an audible on this one i mean most people probably wouldn't know that anyway and it's probably information you don't really even you know, need to say anyway i'll probably end up cutting it anyway so go ahead well, that's all right well it'll be cut out but anyway yeah. like i said we called an audible on this one because the movie we were going to do turned out to be too fucking good for the show. So, yeah, we had to... I hate when that happens. <laughs> Me too. I hate when it happens. That, that's that's not bueno. But that's the problem with the way we do it is that we don't pre-screen movies. We just, nope. You we pick just them pick from them. what you see. Yeah, we, we do what we were told not to do with books, which is based on the cover. Well, it's like we our previous episode. Cover. Yeah, like episode 17, The Crazies. Yeah. Codename Trixie. Yeah. George Jorge A. Romero was on it. We yeah. thought... I thought when after I picked it, I thought we were going to screw up and it was going to be pretty damn good. And it turned out to be kind of a cheeser. Kind of a cheeser, yeah. And so, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started with the review and uh, see how it goes. God help us. Charles Brady is new in town. You could actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. The teachers all respect him. Your teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. You cannot be in love with this girl, Charles. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Tanya. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? (laughs) And behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. (laughs) 
Episode 20, Sleep... I, oh, shit. I was about to say, say Episode 20, Skywalkers, but it's Sleepwalkers. Yeah, episode, it might as well be Skywalker. None other than Mark Hamill. Luke, I'm makes, in this movie. Makes a small cameo, which was weird, yeah. but pointless. Very pointless. <laughs> he's in it for like two yeah. minutes, and he's a cop who's investigating a uh, house where they found a bunch of cats hung up. Yes, and that instantly makes me hate the movie because I'm a cat lover. Yes, and there were dead cats that were obviously fake, but you yeah. know, uh, you kill a cat, you can go fuck yourself. That's right. You kill any animal, you go fuck yourself. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they find this uh house where there's a bunch of cats hanging up, and um, he has a, about three lines total in the whole beginning. Pretty much, and some pretty shitty camera angles, too. It's like the Batman, 1966 Batman TV yeah, show villain hideout angles. A lot of like angles. Dutch angles and stuff. And leaning and shit. And yeah. uh, he's got a very, very terrible porn stash going on, too. <laughs> Rocking the porn stash. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So, they, this whole intro is to lead up to uh, the body they find, which is drained. And sort of, I guess, helps to give some story as to who our villains are for the uh, the film. Because then we cut to some town where the villains are living now. Because I guess they lived in the house before. They killed that little girl, killed them cats, got the fuck out of town. That's pretty much it. Because they knew Luke was on the way with his lightsaber and his porn stash. <laughs> and they were going to take him down. <laughs> Star whores. That's right. <laughs> Star whores. Uh, street walkers <laughs> yeah exactly well anyway we transitioned to this little town and and i made note of the music because i like the music in this movie and at least so far anyway and it opens up with the song sleepwalk which i guess goes with the title whatever but it's a very famous tune and i think it's been played in hundreds of movies and then we're introduced to chucky Who's in? The, who's shacking up with his mama, the board queen? He's uh, he's he's looking at this um yearbook, and he decides to carve a letter into his arm with a knife because that's what teenagers do. I, guess. I, I don't know. So he carves letter T, and then you see what he's why he's carving it, and he's he draws a heart around this picture in the yearbook for this girl Tanya, and he apparently wants to make Tanya his bitch. Yeah, and apparently I'm so bored I didn't notice him carving a letter in his arm or any yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, All I, I I didn't even snap to the fact at first that there was some next level inset <laughs> bullshit going on in this fucking house. Because you don't really get it until they start dancing to the Sleepwalker yeah, song. Yeah, they and... start dancing and shit, and then he carries her upstairs, and then we get a glowing ass... A purple glowing... Yeah. The window's I, just glowing all purple and illuminated and shit. And I'm I like, think, what the fuck was this? I think Mace Windu showed up with his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so we're introduced to... Anyway, that's shit. And then we go to... Uh, oh, Lord have mercy. Here we go. <laughs> the movie's really not this entertainment, guys. I just... I just oh, fuck. Well, anyway, we end up in a movie theater, and ladies dancing to the song uh, "Do You Love Me," and she's vacuuming. Apparently, working in the front lobby so the, of a this, theater. This with, is Tanya. This is the girl that the uh, Charles was obsessed with, and, and circled in his yearbook, whatever. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because she's supposed to be a teenager in high school. What teenage girl do you know of, even in the nineties, that listened to classic music like that? You know, no idea. 90s, well, anyway, she but was at least shoot, hey, at least it was good music. It was good music, but I mean, realistically, she shouldn't listen to like Backstreet Boys or something. Not "Do You Love Me." Um, that didn't make any sense, but that just goes to show that the screenwriters are out of touch with what the youth actually listen to. I guess, and especially in the nineties, that wasn't what we listened to in the fucking nineties. No, nope. I didn't listen to nineties music either. I stayed, I stayed in the eighties. So Chucky, yep, 
ends up at the theater, and for half a second, I thought it was a different guy. Yeah, you you are lost for like a good five minutes. Every well, time I mean, it's fucking mind-numbingly boring. Man. It's, it's fucking there's boring. one blonde white dude in this movie, and you keep thinking he's a different person. Well, I think I've got it now. You know, okay. it's, it's, now that we've seen it enough, you know, I've realized okay, there's just one blonde motherfucker. Yeah, there's one. There's one Nazi dude. Now that's it. Well, anyway, yeah. So, so he 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 shows up, try to tries to see if he can uh, give a ride home because he's trying to ingratiate himself with her so that he can suck her life force out because that's what they do apparently. <laughs> apparently. And that is not a euphemism for any sexual act. He literally wants nope. to suck her life force out. Suck the life force out. So we we, we didn't bring up the fact that the 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 credits they gave us a history of what these creatures are more or less i mean we saw old pictures old paintings of half cat people and weird rituals and stuff and, and ex- excerpts from old books and yes. things like that yes yeah, talking about shapeshifters and and there some sort of and there was a uh, there was an excerpt from that that quote-unquote encyclopedia talking about shape uh, sleepwalkers or shapeshifters that suck the life force out of female virgins possibly the origin of the vampire mythology which makes no fucking sense anyway I digress. Go on. You were saying about the theater. Anyway, they're in the theater. She knocks over popcorn dancing because obviously, in an obvious jump scare, you know, he comes up behind her when she's dancing around. She flips out, knocks over a bunch of popcorn. They introduce each other. He gets a soda and popcorn. She gives it to him for free along with a little eye. And, mm-hmm. hey, you know, that stupid teenage shit. And as you pointed out, there's already like, I mean, it's the 90s, but... There were a couple of really cliche moments that you pointed out. One being the the uh, jump scare at the beginning with yes. Luke Skywalker, where they hear a noise in the closet, open the door, this cat jumps out screaming. Rawr, rawr, always right. happens, and it's supposed to get you calmed, calm down, or uh, redirect your attention. With this and this is a common tactic. A yes. lot of movies use it, and unfortunately, it was so used, it's it's become incredibly predictable. The at least for me, you call it. Yeah, it it put it sets you off. You say, oh, yeah. "Okay, okay, cat scared me. Okay, good, let me down." Woo! And all yeah. of a sudden, whammo! You get hit with something else. The body flies then out. The body falls yeah, out the of the closet. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like that. And then the second one was at the theater, which was the you called it from the beginning. Like, okay, someone's gonna catch her dancing. Someone's gonna catch her fucking dancing. And he so, did. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it he happened. did. Well, anyway, they introduce, he picks his target, because obviously Chucky has ill intent. Yes. And so he, he likes her, puts a, put you know, basically paints a target on her, goes to watch the rest of the movie, does whatever, and then goes outside and apparently waits until she leaves work with her, with yeah, her dad. With her dad. And drives up and you see him come out of the bushes. Out of the shadows, like, yeah. And he's like, uh-huh, you creeping ass and he, fuck. As, as after he watches her leave, he, he, he just says, Tanya, all creepy like yep the next scene is they're in the classroom and charles is reading a story for his creative writing class or he's reading the story for his class that he wrote and it's a quote-unquote fictional tale about sleepwalkers which is actually just his life story. he's basically telling his life story exactly. but in a fiction and everybody takes it as a fictional fictional fictitious <laughs> mother fuck <laughs> Fictitious. And the teacher, played by... Uh, Associate Bob. Or uh, Otto from Beetlejuice. That, that's true. Yeah. He, he I forget what he does. He says something, and then uh, he's talking to the class about how some things aren't what they seem. And then he makes a reference about, it's like saying a box has four sides. And Charles corrects him and says, no, a box has six sides. The kids laugh because that's a funny fucking joke, which it's not a joke. but It's not a joke, it's true. Yeah. And he didn't say it in a, a mean or, or uh, smart-ass way. He just made a comment. All of a sudden, that one comment sets his teacher off. Bob and, just jumps up in his fucking grill. I mean, and, whammo. Yeah, I so mean, the next scene, the classroom's empty. And Bob is peeking out the window, looking at Charles while he's talking to some girl. Totally obsessed with him for no reason because he corrected him on something as simple as the size of a number of sides of a box. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it just goes back to bad. This is bad script writing, bad screenwriting. They don't know how to progress characters. They're they're trying to set up conflicts uh, where there aren't conflicts, but they're trying to force these conflicts without even any, any history or anything. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Because up to now, nothing has really been explained. The movie's been on what, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And there's no real explanation. The only thing few hints, we've but... gotten is that there's a lot of fucking incest in this movie. Yeah, that's he pretty likes to nasty. Bone his mom quite yeah, a bit. I, I'm thinking Chucky has a serious Oedipal complex for, for the board queen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty. You mean Oedipus? 
Oedipus, you Oedipal. Say, you say, I thought you said edible. <laughs> it's like, he's hungry. <laughs> Nasty. Nasty. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, okay, so then after that, he uh, he takes he takes Tanya home from school. Yes. Meets his mom, or meets her mom. They talk about uh, they his, talk his, talk about his number five stick and doing some rubbing at the graveyard, so, brother. So. <laughs> so she she invites him to this old cemetery uh, tomorrow because she's gonna take some pictures. Yep. And uh, it's actually a makeout point. It's called Home Run or something. Yes. And as they're leaving, and the Tanya's mom is asking him what they're planning on do tomorrow. Uh, shit not just that she fucking grills him like a damn senatorial hearing well yeah but like she has no like he has no idea what homeland is and so he he tells her oh, we're gonna go to homeland because she's gonna show me these cemeteries and, and the mom knows what's going on she's oh really and she's like and and tanya's like yeah he does he does uh gravestone rubbings like she does because she yeah. did rubbings and she has them framed and the mom was like oh really charles okay so what do you use stick or powder and i'm thinking he uses a stick obviously <laughs> he's trying to use a stick <laughs> and he says Oh yeah, I used, I used number five stick, and she's like number five. Don't you find that too hard? And I'm sure he's, he's thinking <laughs> Tanya might find it too That's hard, right. but I don't. And then, uh, so we were joking. Yeah, he, he can't wait to take Tanya to the grave to the graveyard tomorrow to show his number five stick and do some rubbing That's on the gravestones. Right. Yeah. So then on on the way home, on the way he leaves, he drops her off, and on the way home, all of a sudden out of nowhere in his rearview mirror is a damn bug. Yep. Uh, a, a beetle, not, a not, beetle. Not, not like a beer bug or something like yeah. a, a bug a, a beetle a, a yeah. beetle a vw vw bug there we go anyway associate bob you know and if anybody you know i call him that because i don't know the actor's name i don't really give a shit uh, <laughs> he was the fat guy with the stupid hair and the kimono from demolition man if anybody wants to know well anyway he ends up messing with chucky and getting all up in his business and shit yeah ends he... up getting his hand so he threatens him. He tells him that he knows yeah. that he's not from Ohio, that his transcripts are bullshit, and he threatens him. He doesn't say what. Charles tells him that he doesn't have any money, and all he has is his car, which is his classic, uh, what is it, Camaro or something? Yep. And maybe this is maybe this was a little bit, we don't get enough, unfortunately, but maybe this is his follow-up to his suspicion. Because for some reason, you know, like in the classroom, he didn't like him. And then right. like you're saying, they didn't really explain he, he into, why. He looked into him because he's obsessed because yeah. he's... He, corrected on some shit but i mean it's way beyond normal like it's it's too far too fast like it's the same day and yeah. he's already fucking checking into his background and, and checking out his transcripts and all this shit yep but he tells him he tells him he tells him charles your your generation is so uh mercenary it's all about money there are other ways to there are other things people want and i'm, I'm assuming he's about to say he wants to get some sweet charles number five stick or something i, I don't it seemed it like, seemed it, like yeah. that yeah but then he uh he he starts pushing on Charles and, and Charles, speaking of Luke Skywalker, Charles grabs his hand, grabs his arm <laughs> and rips his fucking hand off. Rips his hand off. Says, yes, and then gives it back to him. And he, he the generation is so mercenary, Charles. Money this, money that. Well, money is not the only medium of exchange. You're right, Mister Charles. People really should learn to keep their hands to themselves. Here's yours. He says, he Here. grabs, he's like, takes his hand back and he looks at it like, oh, thank you for giving me my hand Look back. Look like you need a hand. Yeah. Here, take, Here, take that. Back. And then his face changes to some sort of semi-cat-like He mutates to like he a morphs. thundercat. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Thundercat, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a fucking thundercat. Yeah, he does. And then he chases uh, Associate chases Bob into the forest. Into the forest. Eats him. And what? And what's annoying about it, it's, it's you see him eating but the screen is spinning like a merry-go-round, it's, and it's you see no down, real, you see no real blood or guts right. or anything. It's, it's a top-down shot, and it's coming from the top of the tree, going down as he's eating, and he's doing these exaggerated moves, like he's Ridiculous. eating, eating yeah. Associate Bob's neck. But there's, like you said, there's no blood or anything. But yeah, so, so then up to this point, music to me is the only thing that's good about. It's only this like movie. two or three songs that are good, but so far, yeah. So uh, then we cut to one of the most ridiculous parts of this movie, and that's saying something. We cut to <laughs> a fucking sheriff's officer in his car at a speed trap, and he his partner is a goddamn cat. I love it, though. I, See, for me, I like that. I mean, I like cats, but no fucking cop's going to have a cat as his partner. In his patrol car. In his patrol that's car. Right. I mean, yet you have a, they have canines for a reason, because <laughs> canines can be trained. 
Canines are not assholes because cats are assholes, but I love oh, cats. Yeah. Canines can sniff drugs and other contraband. Canines can attack and hold people down. All a cat's going to do is maybe bite him and then take a shit in his car. And that's it. <laughs> that's all a cat's going to do. <laughs> that's what they do. Or make, or make biscuits on his neck or, or some shit. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to help him with the suspect. Cats are useless in that yeah. regard. They're in that all regard, about themselves. Yes. yes. Okay. So anyway, so so the, the the sheriff's officer is playing with his cat in the car, and Chucky speeds by, hauls ass by, and it is blue trans and blue trans blue trans am. Thank you. Yep. And the cop chases him down, kinda, sort of. Yeah. Because you know, like I say, it was one of his stupid chases where he he leaves him in the dust. And then he comes back the other direction. The cop's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Spins around, mm-hmm. goes back after him and all this. And then he pulls over to the side of the road <laughs> and does one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever seen. Yes, which is? He cloaks the motherfucking car. Yeah. I guess it's some kind of spell where he goes into another dimension or it's, something. Right. Uh, he, may, he he morphs, and then all of a sudden you see this weird effect, and then the car just disappears, mm-hmm. and then he's sitting in like this red globe. Well, I, I, I don't think it's a red globe, I think, because the cop pulls up next to him. Well, he doesn't see him, but he pulls up to where, by where he's at, because he gets out because he can't see him anymore, so he, he's trying to figure out how he lost him. Oh, that's right. It might the, be pussy vision. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Pussy vision. Oh, pussy Cat. Vision. Oh, cat. cat. Oh, cat. The cat oh. was looking at him yeah, yeah. from the police car. Yeah, so the cat was looking at him. So <laughs> apparently cat's seeing red. Yes. I guess it's infrared or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. But yeah, he was looking. He was the one because he was telling the cat to stop looking at him. Yeah. He was like, stop so fucking looking at me, you goddamn cat. According to Stephen King, cat's seeing red. Yeah. Uh, but before that. Stephen boy, King's that, all about cats, though. He's got cats in a lot of his about shit. cats and very uncomfortable sexual relationships. Yeah, he's tell a you weird what. motherfucker. Uh, but before that, they had this whole scene where the cop and Charles are, are, are going, and the cop pulls alongside of him, and he's telling him to pull over. Yeah, that's right. And the cat jumps up and looks at him, and when Charles sees the cat, he freaks out, and then it's like he loses control of his ability to stay in the form that he's in, and his face... In a very bad green screen effect, because you could tell it was green screen behind him. Yeah. But his face changes to like eight different faces in a matter of a second. It goes from like a little boy to a teen, then to like a weird cat, then to a weirder fucking cat, and to like a <laughs> dumber looking cat type thing. Yeah. And it all happens real quick. So it's like, you, by now you're getting the idea. That along with the fact that throughout the beginning of the movie, the, the mom's been trying to trap cats yep. in their yard with fucking bear traps, which is beyond fucking to keep barbaric. them away from the house just because, i think it's to keep them away they because they're yeah. deadly to the sleepwalkers yeah but you get the idea that the the cats are dangerous to him yep they don't like cats and when he saw the cat he freaked out and he lost control of his morphine abilities and he just went through this whole cycle but then going back to the cloaking thing so after the the cop leaves he pulls out of the little embankment ditch whatever yep and the car reappears but it's now a red convertible Mustang. So apparently, yeah. it's a Transformer, too. He a ha- cloaking he- fucking Transformer. So these, these sleepwalkers have amazing abilities, first of all. Let's say. Apparently. First of all, they emit blue. No, I'm sorry, blue. A purple glow when they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They, they can shapeshift. I mean, they're called shapeshifters yeah, for a reason. that's true. They can shapeshift. They can rip off people's arms very easily. They can suck your life force. And they have the ability to make their car into whatever car they want it to be just by thinking about it. But they haven't had the ability to make this movie worth a fuck to this point, brother. <laughs> that's very true. That's, it's pretty sorry. It I pretty mean, true. considering all of the, the, the material they have to work with here. Yeah. You know, it's just not happening so far. It's pretty fucking boring. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, he goes back home and his quote unquote mom, if she is his mom, gets pissed because he didn't bring the girl home and Jack slaps the dog shit out of him. Yeah, I mean, just beating on him. You don't see that kind of violence in movies anymore because, you know, that's just not proper. But she slaps the dog shit out of him and then they just go and do the nasty. They go do, he, he goes and he gets himself. Some milf and cookies. Brown chicken, brown cow. Which is fucking gross, by the way. But it is. But so, then you see them in the mirror doing the deeds. Yes, and, and you've heard the term beast with two backs. <laughs> well, <Jesus. laughs> 
Yes. This, uh, this but you is, know what I mean. Yeah. It looks like a couple of baked potatoes fucking in the bed because they just all gnarled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their their true form is re- now it's their true form that's revealed in the mirror, or if while they're doing it, they their emotions let go and they they are unable to hold their human form and they actually go back revert back to their normal form. I guess. But I'm I'm already overthinking this fucking movie way too much if I'm thinking about that. Well, you know, usually when you don't have a lot to work with, you you grasp at things. You try to, you know, because it is our job and our intent to at least try to entertain with what we we what we what are given. given. Yeah. And it's just really fucking hard. Okay, so after they're done screwing around, Tammy comes over unexpectedly. I don't think they were expecting it. And she spots the, the Mustang, I think. And she's like, hey, doesn't he have a blue car? And oh, it's in the shop. The lies commence. Oh, yeah, yeah. She meets the mom. And the mom's all creepy and shit. And, yeah, you know, real creepy and real fucking creepy. <laughs> she she's not really there to uh, she's she's not giving you the sense that she's interested in her as a person. She's interested in how she tastes. You can tell a that she's snack. licking she's her like, lips. Mm. She's in her head is probably going meow 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 meow. Something. Meow. They end up going and leaving. They go to homeland finally, that cemetery, yeah. to do their rubbings and all this and shit. Number five stick. They get hard. the number five stick and get to rubbing. Mm-hmm. And after they walk away uh, from the Mustang, uh, then we see transform back into the into Trans Am. Into the Trans Am, yeah. which apparently either he was losing his power or he it's, just let his guard down or something yeah or maybe it's temporary uh so or it's a complainant 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 it's a convenient plot device in order for the cop to find the car apparently but anyway while they're in there he gets aggressive with her We'll just cut to the chase. You know, they start messing around. He gets aggressive. Sucker life. And then he reveals himself as the cat dude or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. He tries. What are they? they, Sleepwalkers? Sleepwalkers. He gets her down, tries to suck out her life force. And basically, she. Oh, fuck. I almost almost made it through an episode without saying basically. Crap. Knocks over the picnic basket when they start scuffling, and you know a bunch of shit pours out, and so he throws her on the ground. They're rolling around, and he's about to get down, and she says, "Screw you!" and takes a damn wine cork, a corkscrew, right to his and eye, takes it right to his eye and plucks his eyeball out, and he's sitting there just talking to her. Hey, I thought we were gonna do this, and blah blah blah. Yeah, he's just real calm, nonchalant about it, like it doesn't hurt him. <laughs> My mother's gonna kill me! But, uh, it's ridiculous. And here comes my boy. You know, they, she runs back to the... Entrance. She runs back to the car. Yeah. You know, she's trying to get the hell out of there. Because the, the cop had, when the cop came by and saw the car, stopped to... That's right. Cop saw the car, stopped. They, she runs out of the cemetery and says, Oh my God, he's fucking He's, psycho. he's gonna kill me. You he's know, not he's human. Help me. me. Help me. And... So, uh, he pops up. He pops up behind the cop, typical because he's not paying attention. Right. And the guy grabs him and stabs him in the ear with a fucking pencil. With a fucking pencil. Ah, cop kebab! Then he falls down and he lands on, on the pencil, the shoving pencil. it further yeah. into his head. Uh-huh. So you thought, okay, cop's gone. Cop he's in yeah. trouble. But then he gets up gets and he managed to squeeze off a shot. Yeah, he gets up and it, he shoots at Charles in the back. And he turns around like and just looks at what I don't believe you gave uh, I don't believe you fired a warning shot, officer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he dispatches uh He shoots the cop he, with his own gun. Kills the cop, unfortunately. He he goes to attack Tanya, but then as he's doing that uh, the my boy the boy jumps out. Shows up on the uh, Johnny on the spot, Clovis the Clovis, cat. Yep, jumps out <laughs> and attacks him. And attacks him and fucks him up. Cuts him down. Yeah, he, he throws him off of him, but after he's been seriously jacked, and he runs and gets in the Trans Am and hauls ass back to the Takes house. off home, yeah, because he's seriously uh, fucked up He's now. seriously, because cats, like I said, are the weakness of these things. Gets back. I, I mean, I freaking love that part. Yeah. Cl- Clovis is my boy. He, mm-hmm. he he gets the Oscar for best performance in this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. He's the best actor. The uh, Once he gets home, mm-hmm. uh, his mom... Starts to nurse him and shit like that, and knows that they're going to be coming after him. So she manages to stealth the car, right. you know, hides the car. You know, she calls it, it. She calls it dim. 
She's dim. Yes. She she asks him. He's on the couch and he's he's bleeding out and shit. And she asks him if he can dim so he can hide himself. And he tries and he can't. So their cloaking ability is called dimming. I think this whole fucking movie is dim-witted. <laughs> yep. So she yeah she cloaks the car mm-hmm. and then you hear the cops pull up and so she cloaks herself and himself along with the car. In comes deputy hellboy <laughs> yeah actually he's got captain bars on his shoulders so oh, i don't know if he's captain a higher hellboy. rank boy him and the sheriff and a bunch of others show up and they start looking around but all the time the mom is sitting there she's touching him they're like he's laying on the couch yep and he she dimmed the both of them and yep. the car mm-hmm. so the cops got there and thought yeah you know nobody's here and they're looking around and shit so what i mean is that uh captain hellboy uh ron perlman is Captain yes. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. That's cameo number two. Okay. Well, anyway, the cops go to leave, but Mama just can't leave well enough mm. alone. Nope. She gets. She's pissed. in full biatch mode. <laughs> so she goes outside, dispatches the two cops that are guarding the house, and then she takes off to Tammy's house. But she she does it. She dispatches them in Three Stooges fashion. She headbutts them. Them together. Yeah. They're, they're side by side. Clunks their she skulls. Clunks her skulls. <laughs> twice together until they're dead until they just fall down dead stupid very dumb so she goes inside and she starts to she dispatches another one doesn't she inside or no i think she'd already killed that one yeah but she takes you know, she goes over to tammy's house knocks on the door with a big old bump you know a big thing of roses and says hey i'm charles's mother he was worried about her and this that and the other mom's telling him yeah you know you need to fuck off yeah you know get out of here your son's a lunatic and blah 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 so she jack slaps the shit out of her. Yep. Dad comes to try to do something. He get, oh, actually, it's the dad that answers the door. Excuse me. Oh, that's me. right. Yeah, the dad gets and smacked with the clocks his ass with, with the, with the, the glass vase, yeah. knocks him cold. Mama comes out, tries to start some shit. Throws her ass through the window. I mean, just, just like, out, bitch. hardcore matched her ass out. The, out I mean, fucked oh, her up. We skipped skip the scene. So we skipped the scene where we in did? between all that, where the, the police are at the graveyard uh, investigating oh, the scene. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the, only, the only reason the scene is important is because you see Stephen King as a, a as the the uh, grave digger. I apologize, he's, folks, for trying to get through this thing too fast. He's there, so <laughs> so we have we have Stephen King in a cameo. Of course, he cameos in a lot of a lot of his movies. But then we have Toby Hooper uh, cameo as one of the lab technic as yep. one of the crime scene investigators uh, from Texas, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then we have Clive Barker as, Clive. A, as another crime scene investigator. And Hellraiser Man. Hellraiser Man, yep. And so that's the only reason that that particular scene is important. Oh, that's true. Also because that's where Tanya tells the cops about him, which is how they end up at his house. But then she also takes Clovis home with her. Ah, yes. Because Clovis is still there. She's a new owner. So then after uh, she... After because going back to your other scene, after Mama throws other Mama through the window, not off the train, mm-hmm. uh, she goes and grabs Tanya, who, who came downstairs. Actually, before that, she killed a cop. Well, actually, Deputy Dumb Shit. Oh yeah, tries Deputy. to come to her rescue. He he runs out of the, of the kitchen and says, "You get away from her!" and runs towards Mama Cat. She who just knocks the fuck pushes out of him her. down. Yeah, he doesn't just, draw his gun. He just runs after her. Pushes him down. He just like goes unconscious for a couple seconds. Then he wakes up and he Barney fifes. Oh, yeah. He fires all six, six shots. Six shots and hits Jack Nowhere shit. near her. And she's standing still looking at him like, you incompetent fuck. Nowhere near her. Well, that was it. She had it. She grabs a fucking corn cob out of a pot oh, he, and he, stabs this motherfucker. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> on the phone trying to get the other cops to come over and she shucks his ass that's right with some corn you said it yourself she cornholes she cornholed his ass she's done with it oh shucks stat oh man that was corny i know but um bump i i can go all night (laughs) so then then she goes outside Mm -hmm. she takes out about three or four more deputies including unfortunately our boy ron hellboy takes out ron perlman and then you see her dragging tammy across the lawn the Mm -hmm. other cops try to come up she blows up their cars with apparently she pulls a, a cop's revolver and yeah. starts firing Fire at him. It's two cars. And with a, and with a single shot, each. Yeah. blows up two each ca- car. So I don't yeah. know what, what kind of ammo they're she, using. It must be part of their special powers they have where they can make bullets like uh, a, I guess. A, a explosive or like something. A 40 millimeter, like a 40 millimeter grenade Appar- or something? Apparently. Uh, who knows? And so we, we have another scene where the cops are, there's two cops at the station and looking at the photos that Tammy had taken. And they're there with two lab technicians. 
And again, the only reason this scene is important is because we have cameo number. Let's see, we had we had Luke, Hellboy, Stephen King, Hooper, and Barker. Barker. That's five. So mm-hmm. cameo six and seven. One, two, the, the two lab technicians are John Landis of American Werewolf in London fame, uh-huh. and Joe Dante of Gremlins fame. Gremlins. Yes. So right, that, like, right, like. That's the only reason those those are that scene's important. So then she drags Tammy out of the house. Like I said, once she dispatches all the cops, she heads back to her place in a cop car. And when she gets there, what we see was probably my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> There's got to be at least 500 fucking cats. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're in the yard. The they're on all the over fence. The house. They're on the roof. On the roof. On the now, roof. if anybody out there listening is a fan of Looney Tunes like I am, I grew up with it. I absolutely love it. It's like that scene where Sylvester adopts the little baby mouse and him and his wife are trying to raise a baby mouse and all of his friends are trying to break in and eat it. Yeah. So oh, yeah. when he locks them all out, every one of them's in the windows, they're on the roof, they're out in the chimney, they're doing all this stuff. Yeah. So that I found that kind of funny. Then And then? And then, I don't know. You don't know? I'm kind of froze at the moment. She goes in the house. She gets Tammy home. She takes him inside because she That's needs- right. She needs to have Charles suck Tammy. That will be an edit, out. I hope. And <laughs> well, I can't now because you made reference to it. Yeah. Now she uses her force powers to make the record play the same fucking song they listen to every time they get ready to hump, which uh, is yes. the sleepwalk song. Then she uses her force powers again to raise Charles up off the couch, who looks like he's like eighty now. His his makeup is completely mm-hmm. I don't know, changed. And then forces Tammy and Charles to dance. And while that's happening, he like all of a sudden I guess comes to he regenerates, regenerates, somehow. and then he transforms into his full figured, hairless cat creature. Yes, makeup which looks, I, as I put it, folks, he looks like a damn chicken quarter with eyeballs with I mean, eyeballs it looks like it's, it's the most it, the most ridiculous thing ever it is the typical ending or typical reveal of almost every single stephen king creature unfortunately the writing is brilliant but the damn creatures suck so what you mean is it's a letdown at big time. it's a letdown every, like every other creature design Fucking he has moronic. is a letdown yeah. yeah while this is going on clovis the thug my boy yeah, goes up on a tree and he's leading the cops in the house. He goes up in the tree, and actually breaks a damn he window. Man, breaks That's... a window open. A cat fucking goes through thug. a window. I love it. Love Super cats. <laughs> he's like, I'm taking care of these motherfuckers. This is my job, bitch. Well, here, well, he goes downstairs and he just jacks up chucky takes him out and then the cops come in and shoot the woman and she i think that's when she dispatches another so uh tammy with tammy actually takes out he's with the sheriff tammy takes out charles by gouging his other eye out that's right and then the cats are all attacking mom yes and they go gangsta on that bitch (laughs) yeah yeah they they all attack her start scratching the shit out of her uh she's taking out a few cats the sheriff runs in or one of the sheriffs runs in (laughs) and she transforms into her her full cat uh, chicken leg chicken leg thing and so he 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 stops and he looks at her and he fires his shotgun and hits her point blank in in the stomach in the midsection but it goes through her and it just happens to be a cat on her back right in that area and it, it hits it goes through her hits the cat and the cat goes flying across the room and you hear it going <laughs> like, that was i mean it's terrible that he hit the cat but it was still fucking funny as but shit. But then the they, cat, yep, and they end up outside. Yeah, and then it's a running battle between the cats, the cats, and the cats and the chicken leg. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> but then like the other sheriff that shows up, uh, oh, he, shit. she she the she he attacks the mom. The mom throws him into the yard. His hand lands in a uh, a bear trap. Oh, that's right. And so then she she uh, Tammy's in the car trying to get away. The mom breaks the window, and while she's trying to get to Tammy. The, the sheriff grabs another bear trap and whips it around his head like a fucking lasso. Go ahead and say it. Throws it at the chicken leg person, yep. and it clamps on the back of her fucking head. And what'd you call it? What did I, what did I call it? You said she, he was catfish. He was catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I and was he, like, and, holy and shit. And he caught something. He caught the bitch. So let's, well, she, let's just not ignore the fact that he hit her first try, first of all. Second of all. Yeah. 
I mean, how often does he is he at home practicing swinging around a bear trap trying to actually hit something? Plus the size of the traps. I'm Plus sorry if you're paying trap. attention. They're not big enough to wrap around that big ass bulbous head. It's a big fucking have. head. So she gets it off. She throws it back at him. She fucks him up. Takes she him out. Picks him up and drops his ass on, on top of fence. a picket fence. Yep. So, skewers his ass. So he's out. He's done. And then the cats lose their shit. And like, I think all this. 500 I'm sick cats. Of this shit. I think all 500 of these motherfuckers jump on this bitch. And start scratching They her. scratch the living shit out of her, and it looks like somebody striking matches because yeah. she begins to Catch fire. have small sparks and stuff and smoke. Yeah. Well, anyway, woof. woof. She bursts into flames. Woof. She's screaming, and then she leans into the car with her regular face and says, You killed my You friend. killed my only son, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, basically, fuck you, bitch. And then she dies. She falls down and smolders. Game over. But let's not forget the the one last fake jump scare where Tammy's in the car watching her burn, and she's sitting there in the front seat, and she's trying to. She, I guess she's relieved a bit, but then fucking Clovis, of course, because right. he's, he's a pimp, he's a thug. He jumps out the back seat, and there's, a, there's a loud noise because he's like, you know, a loud uh, jump scare noise, just to get you one last time. One last time. It's like Clovis in the house, yeah. bitch. I'm here, bitch. And so that's the end of it. That's, that's it. That, that's that's Sleepwalkers, and yeah. I. I, what really annoys me uh, on so many different levels of this movie is one they don't really explain the powers very well. They just kind of at all at all they they just kind of they happen. the whole stealth thing. Yeah. I don't know what the, yeah. f- the dimming or whatever. I don't even know what the hell that's all. And about. you're expected to just know what the fuck they are. Like you're supposed to, you're expected to know their history. You're expected yeah. To they know put Luke Skywalker in the beginning of the movie, and all of a sudden you're supposed to just use the fucking force. Ex- and you're supposed to yes. know everything. Yes. And also, I don't understand because they didn't explain anything. They. They literally spent no time on any of the history or backstory. Like uh, other movies, like Stephen, other Stephen King movies, like It and whatnot, there's at least a good 20 minute uh, section where you get like a history of the creature or creatures. Well, as you stated when you were reading the synopsis, this was actually based directly off a screenplay that he wrote this yes. was not based on a book that he wrote right it wasn't a, an adaptation right so there really wasn't much to go with they just wrote something for the screen so i guess and but that- every every movie with a creature has at least some sort of scene where it talks about its history where, and you would where think it comes with from. his with his brilliant writing he would score a little bit bigger hit and i i bring that up because it, there's no correlation there's no uh, no understanding as to why if they are a shape-shifting, some sort of feline, ancient creature. Why the fuck are cats their weakness? That makes no sense. They, That's didn't, like, they didn't explain it, but I guess they the, for, the the stuff we were reading at the first, from the legends and stuff, I guess those are taken from actual novels and things. But but the thing is, like but, with that, like the some of the pictures show people who are half cat, half person. They show a picture of a cat on in the middle. On the left is a person. On the right, and is there a was picture. a lot of Egyptian references too, yeah. because cats were very revered in, in right. old Egypt because they were like explain. guardians of the underworld and yeah. stuff like this. But it doesn't explain why why cats are their kryptonite because that's like Dracula having bats as his arch nemesis. Doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make any exactly, sense. you're a cat thing. You're a cat thing. But yet you're a vul- you're a vulnerable, you're vulnerable to cat to scratches. Cat scratches and cats shit. for some reason are attracted to you. You. You should be like Clovis. Yeah, Clovis. I'm a fucking thug, boy. <laughs> you should be like a cat god, basically. Yep. But the, it makes it. It doesn't. I can't figure out for the life of me what, why they would, why he would write it like that. Like I said, so it's kind of a fat ass disappointment because, like, once again, we, we've we've watched another movie that had some pretty damn good potential because mm-hmm. of the lore and stuff that surrounds it. What little there is, but. They swung and they missed. Yes. So, with that being said, I'm going to run down my thing real quick. Okay. Acting. Middle of the road. Not horrible, but not great. The script. Uh, the script itself and the, the dialogue and stuff. Creepy. You know, they could have done without the incestual stuff and stuff. That's, stuff. that's a little too fucked up for me. Sorry, nasty. The story itself, from one end to the other, the actual premise, I thought was really good. Or they could have done something good with it. Uh, the cinematography was decent. The blood effects, eh, not really good. Not really. So, yeah, there's not really too much. Uh, so, being that it was such a, a letdown, I'm having a real hard time. I'm just going to have to go on this one. I'm going to have to go four turds. Four turds, okay. Yeah, because this is, 
It's a little worse than anything that we've watched lately to me. And this is one that's, that it it would take more than heavy drinking, but it, it's still something. You're gonna watch it with you're gonna watch it maybe once with your friends, and that should be plenty. Uh this this one, like I said, is very strange. You don't want to miss, you don't want to see it more than once, but you definitely want to share the misery with somebody. Someone. And like I said, add alcohol. I know it doesn't you know, we know you don't cover that on four out of five shits, but it's a given at this Might point. Might help numb the pain. But yeah, unfortunately I hate to give Steven four turds, but on this one I'm gonna have to. So this was a, a theatrical release, but a lot of his T V miniseries and movies for me are straight fucking fives and sixes and they're motherfucking the stand what a chunk of shit his version of the shining is a fucking seven (laughs) it's a seven (laughs) it is so shitty well run it down brother what do you what do you think this movie tried really hard with giving you very little and i don't we don't we're not except we're not giving a lot of history of the creatures they're they're made to have all these powers that they can do but you know they have like the force they have invisibility or the the dim power they're able to transform their face uh they're able to rip a man's hand off so they have some sort of strength they eat human flesh but they have to consume the life force in order to live and according to the movie at least one reference in the movie they're the last two of their kind not anymore not anymore but i mean saying all that they didn't feel very threatening like i there was no it was no time or place in that movie where i felt like they could i can easily see why they were the last two of their kind because yeah, they were they were subversively horrible horribly written weak monsters yes they were they were trying to lure somebody in yes. secretly but and they, and there was a definite feel of self-preservation about their yeah. characters because but they had all these it? powers they they could have made themselves like serial killers or gods or something they they, they could have been more than they were but they were so they're not vampires where like they have to hide in the sun. They're out in the sun. So they they have so much more potential to be badass monsters, but they're written very badly. But they're pussies. And my nah. my, my other nice <laughs> nice my other big issue with this movie, which is an issue with movies in general, it's the whole virgin thing. So they needed the essence of a virgin in order to extend their life. The problem that the the screenwriter Stephen King had and that most people make is that they automatically go with female teenage virgin. Mm-hmm. That's fucking dumb yeah. because it can be, well, except for this one, this one specifically said female virgin for the most part. When you, when you see something like that in a movie, it, it just says we need a virgin. Yep. It doesn't say what gender it could be a male. Not only that, it just says female virgin. Just kidnap a fucking five-year-old, take her essence and bam, you're done. You don't have to deal with all this bullshit of trying to get seduce a, uh, a teenage girl just to get her essence. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. You don't... It, it doesn't say in the rules it has to be a... I mean, unless... Again, this is one of the rules that weren't talked about in the movie. It has to be a female virgin who has, quote-unquote, flowered. A matured. Went through maturity already. It's a young, actually young woman. Right. But yeah. for the most part, if it's just a virgin, just take any kid female kid and suck the life force out because you're you're a monster you, you'll be able to overpower a kid and take a life force it, it doesn't make it's so fucking stupid but that's but again it, it wouldn't be as interesting though as is as having a teenage quote-unquote virgin in the story i get that the direction was okay uh he made a lot of bad choices i felt like uh, a lot of stupid cliche jump scares that you saw coming a mile and a half away he doesn't write good characters when he writes him himself like his story characters in the, in the stories they're fine but but he has literally hundreds of pages to flesh out his characters exactly in the movie he has like 90 minutes he he has no time and he has no idea how to flesh out a character in 90 minutes period uh, i enjoyed all the all the cameos though i mean it was great to see mark hamill and ron perlman and john landis and all them the creatures were cool if i knew more about them and they weren't fucking pussies <laughs> uh <laughs> There were some, but there were some moments that you and I laughed out loud because it was so fucking dumb that it was funny as shit. Mostly the cat stuff. Mostly the cat stuff, and I like cats. Oh yeah, and I I love the idea of a race of cat type shape shifting semi vampire. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea. They, it's just they it was, look like fucking thunder. Cats. It was fleshed yep. out so badly, but I'm gonna go three. 
You're going to go three? I'm going to go three. I, I think, think this is the first time you've actually given one a better score than I have. Yeah, I, I think this is something you can you can share with friends, not on purpose maybe, maybe when you guys are <laughs> bored and want to watch something really bad but really funny, but something that's supposed to be scary. So, uh, But also, you definitely need to drink with it. Yep. And there's probably a couple different things in this movie that you can make a drinking game out of. But you definitely need to see it with some friends. Share with some friends for sure. Hey, do the mustache game. And every time a cat. Oh, perfect. You know what I mean? Because there's so many cats so, on the screen. A, a, explain the mustache game, James. Okay, what you what do if uh, you play a drinking game to this one, you actually cut out a paper mustache, you uh-huh. color it in or whatever you want to do, and then you pick a spot on the screen and you just tape it to the screen. And then every time, for, for instance, in this movie, every time a cat's face lines up with that mustache, everybody hits it. Everybody hit the blunt or take a take drink, a shot. Yeah. whatever the case. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun, it's and lot of fun. you're you're and you're watching real close. We've done that game with our friends before. It's it is a, it's a pretty big kick. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and and it makes you watch the movie even more uh, diligently then because you're you're checking to see when something lines up, uh, and it's interesting to see how many people will try to weasel out of a shot by saying no, 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 I can't. His was, face didn't line up. At yeah, it was only his side of a face, not the whole face. No, no, <laughs> it doesn't count for girls. It counts for everybody. Fucker, drink, bitch. Yeah, drink. So yeah, all right, James. Well, tell us uh, where they can find us. All right, folks, you can find us on Podbean, Castbox, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, iTunes. And I believe today we just added ourselves to... Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, yes. You can go, you can go to Buzzsprout and find us there. Um, and, of course, through Buzzsprout, we are on pretty much every major... Every major podcast. Podcasting app. So Now, I'll have more information on that next time. I'll actually be able to run down some more names. But if you go to Buzzsprout, we're everywhere yeah. now. You, you can probably, at this point, you can just do a search for What the Suck Podcast, and we should come up in some sort of, of podcast app somewhere. Yes. Because so, uh, if James ran through all the names, we'd be here fucking forever. It would take quite forever. a while. But tell us where else where they can find us online. Well, online, you can find us, of course, on the e- the Three Evils, yes. Facebook, Access. Instagram, and Twitter, under What the Suck Podcast. If you go to search for us on Instagram or Twitter, Put the underscores between the words. It might come up easier. But usually what to suck, it will come up in a in a general short search. But that's pretty much it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. We we love you all. We, we appreciate you all listening and supporting us. And uh, go like, go review, go rate on iTunes. Uh, the more you rate, the more you review, the, the higher up on the list we get. Um, subscribe and we're, and we're not doing bad for 20 for 20 this is our 20th episode yeah go subscribe go we're watching <laughs> that's creepy james that's fucking creepy we are fucking watching he, he's watching you he's watching you while you sleep fuckers so you well i just want to see how effective our advertising is and stuff and seeing we get the word out and things like that because we're having a blast doing this and we're going to probably run with this for quite a long time so yeah so go like go subscribe go rate go review go let, let us know what we're how we're doing if you don't like us let us know that too and also and, uh, know that like i said me and chris are always thinking of new ideas we're probably going to be the show is going to evolve we're going to start doing other creative things and it's going to grow and it'll change and we're going to do different things but we'll probably stick to the core of what we're doing but just kind of vary it slightly. We'll probably have some guests coming pretty soon. Things of that nature. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm James. And we'll see you at the next Suckfest. That's right. And if it ain't on what to suck, it ain't shit. Oh, my poor baby.
Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.